This is the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast from Advanta IRA, where we show you how to explore investments beyond Wall Street and open your eyes to new options for your portfolio. It's time to take control and give yourself the freedom to choose where you invest your money. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast. My name is Alex Perney. Today on the download, markets are a little bit all over the place with regard to a few different driving factors. We have uh, import prices up about uh, 1.2% in October, but we're also battling uh, inflation and higher U.S. retail sales. So it's kind of an interesting time to watch that. We kind of have competing forces. We have higher sales, but higher inflation uh, and, and pricing going up on import goods as well. So just kind of an interesting play on what's going to be going into the uh, high retail season with the holidays coming up. Uh, now, with regard to some moving factors in the securities market, Pfizer has just announced a very interesting play is that they will allow generic companies to make COVID-19 oral antiviral treatments, uh, which will expand access into poorer countries. Now, their stock price is taking a little bit of a dip on this news, but hopefully this will uh, be some very needed goodwill going out into the world uh, and helping getting this pandemic under control. We have some interesting news uh, with regard to the initial public offering by Peloton. We had a stock price dive uh, going into yes, going into earlier this week, but now we have almost a five percent up trading on today's markets as of this recording. So definitely uh, interesting to watch uh, some more movement there with regard to the IPO markets. Uh, Boeing gets a new order for the 737 Max, the long troubled. A uh, new edition of the long-standing airline's uh, most profitable jet that they made uh, had a couple high-profile crashes on the initial launch and many lawsuits and an and a unprecedented grounding of the entire fleet by the FAA uh, from Alaska Air uh, as the company purchasing those jets. Boeing still trading a little bit down on that news, but hopefully this will start to prop up the aerospace giant uh, for a good end of the year. <clears throat> We have a little bit of slide in the cryptocurrency markets. We have Bitcoin going back under $60,000 per coin, and we have a little bit of moving factors on Ether as well. However, some uh, futures have been picking up with regard to both of these cryptos as new exchange traded funds have been starting to come to market that are going to be utilizing uh, basis within both of those types of coins. The big news in politics this week is that we had the bipartisan infrastructure bill over a trillion dollars of new infrastructure spending coming into the U.S. Uh, signed in by the Biden administration. This will be very interesting to watch what kind of effect this has on several different markets, mainly the uh, infrastructure construction and uh, alternative energy markets are going to be very, very closely watched with regard to this news. Hopefully this should drive things in a positive direction for everyone. It should get us on a solid footing and uh, hopefully the, the program runs as well as it's touted, touted to have. Uh, been put out there by our politicians. That pretty much wraps it up. This has been The Download. Today on The What Is, what is fiat money? A lot of people, especially if you are just getting into cryptocurrency investing, have heard the term fiat money thrown around. But 
Besides the Italian automaker, you might not have heard of the term fiat used with regard to money before. So what is fiat money? Fiat money is a government-issued currency that is not backed by a physical commodity such as gold or silver, but rather by a government that issued it. The value of the fiat money is derived from the relationship between supply and demand and the stability of the issuing government rather than the worth of the commodity backing it. Most modern paper currencies are fiat currencies, including the U.S. dollar, the euro, and other major global currencies. This has been The What Is. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this edition of the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast. Today, we have with us a wonderful guest, Vinny Smile Chopra. He's a real estate investor, syndicator, international best-selling author, and host of four podcasts. We're grateful that he's made the time to uh, come on to ours today. Uh, he's got forty, um, a dedicated husband of over 40 years. He uh, came with only $7 in his pocket and a dream to this country, and now he's built a portfolio of over 4,500 units, amounting to over over $440 million in multifamily, senior-assisted living, hospitality arenas. Uh, He's passionate about investing and helping others to achieve financial freedom, which is really the name of the game here at Advanta IRA and what we're trying to get across to people with self-directed accounts and doing this kind of stuff is having financial freedom. So who better to have on than our guest, uh, Vinny Chopra. So thank you very much for being with us today, Vinny. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here with you, but yeah. Great. So uh, maybe tell us a little bit more about your background. I know I uh, kind of expounded on that. So tell us how you get your uh, start in multifamily. It's uh, kind of an interesting thing to fall into. If uh, you know, you immigrate to this country, how do you just drop into multifamily? What was the, what was the locus of that? Sure. You know, as some of the people might know, I came from India with $7 in my pocket with a dream. And I came out and we were in single family homes quite a lot. I've been a motivational speaker, did my, I'm an engineer and became also did the master's in business administration in sales and marketing. But then when I became broker about 14, 15 years back, Alex, we, we just thought about, you know what, the single family homes <laughs> is a lot of work. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you know, the cash flow is not what really will make us financially independent. So that is the name of the game. That's when I looked into several commercial aspects, you know, arenas, hotels, uh, strip shopping centers, office buildings, you name it. Multifamily caught my attention. Being an engineer, I said, oh my gosh, I don't have to have 30 homes all over the place. I can have all 30 you know, uh, families together in an apartment complex. Then it's easier to have economies of scale, collecting rents, right? The risks of you know, losing a tenant uh, or resident, we call it in our company, you know, it's less because if it's single family home, somebody leaves, it's 100% vacant. But if one or two people leave out of 50 people, you still have 48 people to pay the mortgage and all that. So that's how I got into, I started with duplex, then 14 units for $180,000 was the beginning about 14 years back. And now we are buying in 35 million, 34 million, 52 million, all the big, big deals. <laughs> so it was really kind of a looking at the, the numbers aspect for you that drew you into it, because obviously, you know, any, you can make money in single family real estate, but it was just a matter of trying to figure out where's that economy of scale. And, you know, what was it that kept you in real estate? You know, maybe if you're doing single family homes, 
you know, what, what made you say, oh, let me try my hand at something else. What really kind of got, gave you the bug for real estate? You know, I'm so glad you're asking. The key thing was, how can we scale up? How could we pay for education for our children? Neil went to Berkeley, Monica went to UCLA. You know, we didn't want to take any loans for the kids, so for by them. So we definitely wanted to increase our cash flow over and above our W-2 job. You know, I'm the only earner. My wife did have a business for a short time, but she, you know, has been just helping me. So that was the main reason to really expand on getting more cash flow. And as you know, you know, with the multifamily, it's a great market because everybody needs a roof over their head. And then when the economy goes down, the A class or the single family home, people go to apartments in A or B. A goes to B or when the economy does bad <laughs> or good, then the people go from C to B to A, kind of things like that. So logically, it just makes sense to be in multifamily, into apartments on the whole. And now we are into assisted senior living also, which is the other silver tsunami flowing through USA with 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65. So there is a very increased demand for the next 30, 40 years where our 65 plus population is going to be 100 million. Almost like one third of population of USA are going to be seniors. That's really cool that you you bring that up because I, I find that really interesting. And, and I haven't seen too many people at least articulate their desire or their strategy to move into that area. You know, you hear a lot about people saying, oh, you know, buy an apartment. But if you're looking at kind of the trend of where you're going to have more people, you know, are how many more people are, you know, turning, let's say 18 to 30 that are going to be renting apartments versus how many more people are going to be retiring uh, and maybe, or I shouldn't say retiring, are going to be in need of assisted living. So that's, that's a really cool thing that you've, uh, you've touched on. I, I mean, I love to learn things from our guests on this show, just as much as, as anyone else. And I, that's, that's really, really interesting. So as far as like a core focus, have you shifted away from the, the apartments and multifamily and more towards assisted living or tell us a little bit about your core focuses of investing right now. Well, thank you. Thank you. No, I'll always be in multifamily. Actually, I'm not in residential assisted living or memory cares. That's like four units, six units, eight units, up to 14 or 20 units I heard, but we are into 80 to 90 units of the assisted living and memory care. I wanted to tell the audience in senior living also, we got on the left side of the graph where there is very little uh, help is needed. That's independent living, you know, and the seniors like to live in country clubs, gated communities, they downsize and go into condominiums and things like that. That's one portion. It's not need driven at all. Then in the middle section, we have assisted living, which is they need some help in dressing up or giving medications, and you know, helping them to cook or feed, you know, things like that, right? Or, or they cannot cook, things like that. And memory care, which is becoming a big, big, big need in this country when people are going to dementia or losing memory, so on. And then on the farthest right of the graph are nursing homes and rehab centers and critical centers and all. So we are not in that space at all. It's like a lot of doctors, machineries, and equipment, medical equipment. We are only in the middle spot 
to be truthful, where it's assisted living and memory care and 92 units or so, Alex, can bring about three and a half to $4 million revenue, which is very close to, it's a multifamily at its core. It really is because it's 92 units, apartment complex, one story is what we built, no elevators with four to six courtyards and with chandeliers and high ceilings and having like the spa and then the salons and billiard rooms and game rooms and movie theater, waterfalls and swing pools and grand pianos and all the great facilities that our residents, their residents, because it's a rental multifamily assisted living. And the good part is that we have the chefs, sous chefs and all, and they prepare cook to order meals, five-star meals for our residents on a daily basis, three meals and snacks and everything is covered in the $4,500 or $5,000 that we are charging in Florida and Michigan and other places, you know. So this is like a resort living, you know, for a very nominal price. Great. So in focusing on this, again, I think it's very fascinating that you've, you've moved into uh, what am I trying to say? The, uh, the aspect of, of multifamily where you are getting out of the more traditional apartments and going into assisted living. Now, are the cash flows necessarily better in, in, in this segment, or is it just kind of a different metric where you're trying to position yourself in an emerging market that you see a lot of growth in? Uh, tell us a little bit about that, because I would think that some people out there would say, you know, that's, there's a lot more headaches with doing assisted living than versus just, you know, owning an apartment complex. Can you, can you speak to that at all? Oh, totally, totally, Alex. Actually, I'm very much into apartments also. As a matter of fact, I'm closing on October the 8th uh, for a apartment complex with huge upside, you know, over there. We got that property out of 15 bidders. We won the deal. I also purchased during COVID, September 2020, 308 units in Austin, Texas, a conventional, very nice property, which is again, you know, it's grown in value by $10 million in just one year. So I'm very much into apartments with millennials and baby boomers and all, you know, with the rental. I'm also into assisted living, ground up construction, and also purchasing already established ground up construction, assisted living apartments, which we are buying in a fund. So I've gone the route of now 506C, which I can advertise, for accredited investors, this fund, which buys conventional multifamily, senior assisted living ground ups, established or semi you know, stabilized senior assisted that we are building and hotels. So okay. I'm through all those four categories. Okay, great. It's, yeah, it's always good to, to have multiple avenues of it. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, I should say when you're looking at your assisted living, it sounds like that, you know, the facilities that you have are, are top notch. Now is your main goal to find ones that are already like that? How much improvement or do you do a lot of ground up with those? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you asked me that only ground ups. So we are not in our business plan to take any already built facility because what we built ourselves on five to seven acre of land is beautiful. 
it's it's one story only never elevators it's got wide walkthroughs and everything uh, waterfall functions putting greens five to six courtyards and we can only do it when we do ground up and we have built 23 of them our brand is hampton manor you know our audience can just google hampton manor and we are going nationwide my goal with my partners is 2 billion dollars with a b billion dollars construction and development and purchases of senior assisted living apartments and we are building them all from ground up great all- yeah it's just it's it's a cool different market to look at i don't think people often realize that there's development opportunities in this as well so was the was the assisted living uh segment really your first foray into actual commercial development or did you get a taste of that in doing uh the more traditional apartment multifamily you know i'm so glad actually i have developed some single family homes luxury kinds but that was many years back and i've been purchasing just the apartments already built in a c c plus b b plus now because i can raise a lot more money quickly but senior assisted living my partner he came from pakistan very good friend of mine and a partner now shahid imran who has been building these for the last 9 to 10 years he's built 23 of these so now we have joined at the hip and we are buying lands and doing ordinance changes and then starting construction in 9 to 10 months we can build 77000 square feet of assisted living and open up to the public you know so actually he had the experience which really helped me to get in partnership with him i've been sending signals out i believe in law you know attraction law manifestation so for last 3 years i've been assuming how can i get into senior living multifamily here god brings me from india <laughs> coming and then shahid from pakistan and now we are you know partners and we are going bunkers we are starting from the east coast virginias michigan florida texas going all the way towards the uh, california where i live near san francisco in the black hawk you know danville area yeah that's awesome so i guess another question that kind of comes up with this is that with the senior assisted living are you also doing those are you raising the capital through the 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 funds that you're doing how are you, how are you getting funding and how are investors kind of getting involved with you on that aspect? oh i'm so glad i raised 19 million dollars last year during covid i just gave it out we have over 400 investors and i just gave out the uh, you know proposal to them because they were 506b with already established relationship with my investors in 3 days i was able to raise 12 million dollars you know so those were individual deals but they were construction deals in the sense that we my partner and i shahid and i have good net worth and all so we buy the land we go through ordinance changes get the structural all the permits and all get a construction loan at that time we raised the money okay at that time and that's when the equity is raised for four and a half million we start constructing it so essentially we are doing 506 bs i was doing now i'm doing a 50 million dollar fund 
506C, which I can talk about on your show, because it's a for accredited investors only. And that's what has really fueled our growth. And now I'm talking to family offices, hedge funds, uh, you know, all different investors who want to pay me four and a half million, one person, and then have us construct the deal. And we are vertically integrated. What that means is we manage all our assets in senior assisted living also. So in other words, when we are about 70% complete, like the one in Punta Gorda, we have 17 deposits already from the seniors who would like to come. We are not even done yet. <laughs> you know, we're going to open up in December, but we are already doing marketing. We have executive director and all. So we start uh, filling out and taking the due diligence on all the applications and all because our uh, seniors have to show three years of rent how it's going to be paid and also their medical history for us to admit them into the uh, senior living Hampton Manor, like in Punta Gorda and other locations that we're building. Yeah, so getting these things to cash flow is a little bit more than just doing a, a standard maybe rental application check or, or background exactly. check. But you got to be a little bit more involved with this stuff. So it's so although the the opportunity is there, it's definitely a little bit more work. On, on some aspects of this for the assisted living, correct? No, it is. It's a little bit work because in it's an operation side. It's the real estate side and operation side where you're running the operation, right? You're dealing with the very, very fine people who are in the 75, 80, 90, or even 100 years of age. This is their golden years of life. And we want to give the spoil them. That's our motto of the company. We want to spoil the generation that has spoiled us. This is their golden years before they pass away or go to memory care and so on like that or hospice. So we want to give them the best of the best at most reasonable price possible. So that's what we try to do is to make sure that our caregivers are going through six weeks of rigorous training we pay them a little bit more so that they can bring compassion and take care of our residents because it's an experience. It's the what they really enjoy is the interaction of the, you know, eating properly. A lot of people tell us, the children of the seniors tell us, oh, my mom and dad gain weight. We love that. You know, rather than losing weight, they're gaining weight because we spend a lot of money in our grocery bills and all that to give the finest you know, of the meals and all that stuff. So the exciting part is I would love to tell the audience why I'm so excited about this in the whole country. It's apartments, but I used to buy B-class, but, you know, in the B-class, different maintenance is there. Concessions are there. Delinquency is there. And it's driven by the jobs and jobs and jobs. In the senior living apartments, it's retired community. I don't need to chase jobs. Economy has zero effect in this multifamily because it's got retired you know, seniors who are need-driven. Our average seniors stay in our communities 30 months, three zero, 30 months, and they don't move around. Once they really get to like the facility and enjoy the camaraderie with their colleagues and the other residents on a daily basis, it's amazing. It's a whole different atmosphere of a resort 
like you know and then a lot of people even tell me when can i move in <laughs> even the millennials <laughs> want to move into that sure know? it's it's a really interesting part to bring up is that the product you're putting out there is need driven for the yes. for the residents which is yeah. a big departure from and i don't even know what you would call it in a more traditional fashion of just you know saying hey you know my job's here x y and z is here i don't necessarily have a a a need to be here other than just a few of those aspects so you know you're creating a product <clears throat> Uh, and 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 serving a marketplace that has a much more, I would say, um, concrete tenant, if you will, as opposed to someone that might be a little bit more transient. So while you know you do have a little bit more on the front end and the administrative overhead, you definitely have something where the cash flow is a little bit more static than than fluctuating with people coming in and out of your products. You know, you're so right about it, Alex. And because we are building grand, brand new, we know what kind of appliances we are putting, all the structures, electrical is brand new. These are A++ communities built in 2020, 21, 22, 23. I mean, you know, it, they could be sold for much higher price because of being brand new. And the deferred maintenance is almost zero. And we take cost segregation, bonus depreciations and everything to help the investors to show the negative passive incomes and all, just like everybody knows, that helps a lot. The other part is that, you know, in conventional multifamily, which I am buying and I'm, you know, managing and all that for last, you know, 14 years and I'll keep on doing those. The key thing is there is expense involved in deferred maintenance and you know of course the delinquency is a big thing in always you know and the concessions and leasing cost and turnover cost is huge in conventional apartments in these apartments complexes of senior assisted living if the rent is conventional the apartment is $1300 but in our assisted living multifamily same building it will be $4,300, $4,500. We are collecting three times, see? So the NOI is higher in the assisted senior livings. And that's why my message is to a lot of people, because even if a lot of people compete with me and my partners and all, there is so much demand for next 30 to 40 years. Nobody can even beat that demand. Oh yeah, Every, everyone can eat. You just told me there was, you know, going to be over a hundred million people getting into the age of sixty-five. So, yeah. you know, while I'm sure you would love to service all of them, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's enough out there for everyone to uh, to eat off the plate. So that's that's a really cool outlook on exactly, you know, the the need and why you're in assisted living and the like. But let's let's take a little bit of a different approach. Uh, let's you know say you know this is obviously going very well, you see a big need in the future, but let's go back a few years. Uh, what's different today than maybe, you know, five, six, seven, you know, eight years ago for you, obviously you've had some transitions and different things you've done. So what was maybe different in the norms of the multifamily, uh, the assisted living uh, things that were, you know, maybe back in 2016 that are, that are completely different now that you've seen? Uh, Alex, thank you so much. You know, we have been vertically integrated at the peak of when we had almost 4,700 or 4,900 units. You know, we have sold, completed the cycle on many of those. We were vertically integrated at the peak. I think I had 135 full-time team members because we're managing each asset. Now we are working with bigger companies like Bell Partners, Ram Partners, who are amazing, amazing 
uh, you know, management company people. And, you know, they are uh, doing the asset management for us in Florida, in Austin deal in Texas. We are actually working in the Tennessee. I'm closing on October the 8th on that one. So we are having more time at our hand <laughs> to delve into more of the developments, into purchasing more, into also the academy that I have. Uh, you know, we are teaching lots and lots of people how to do what I'm doing. My passion in life right now is to teach million people around the globe to do. It's not rocket science at all. And a lot of people can do what we are all doing and other syndicators are doing. So I think developing and giving the best experience to the seniors, I'll be 70 years of age next year. I just turned 69. My wife says, why are you telling everybody 70, 70? You know, I feel that I need to be really you know, passionate about everybody who is passionate about it. My grandpa lived till 94, 94, and he was driving car in New Delhi traffic at 92. So <laughs> I have that vision in my mind, Alex, that I want to be sitting here straight, healthy and everything when I'm 94. <laughs> Well, well, hopefully you're in a city with better traffic than New Delhi. I've seen yeah, some pictures. Yeah. And uh, ho hopefully if you're still driving at that time, you have a, maybe a better experience in your body. Yeah, I'll have a chauffeur. <laughs> I could have a chauffeur now. But anyway, that's the, yeah, better that's, that's, that's a great That's a great story. And I, I have that picture in my head of, of someone just so full of life doing that. That's, that's, a great, that's a great image. And I'm sure it motivates you <laughs> to have yeah. something like that there. Um, yeah. So, you know, talking about education being a big key of that, it kind of segues into the next question I like to ask people which is what do you think is one of the main thing that holds people back uh, in investing in, in the multifamily industry and the assisted living faci facility industry, or just in general, you know, you probably come across a lot of this because you do a lot of education as well. Uh, you know, it's a big part. It's kind of how we got connected in the first place. So, you know, if you're educating people, it's people want to get more information. So there's probably something stopping them, which is, you know, lack of knowledge, but what do you see as the biggest thing that kind of perpetually holds people back in these industries? I think it's the real decision on the part of investors or W2 people, you know, who want to dig into it, but they don't give time to get educated. That's the first thing. The second thing is they don't take action. See, many times our personalities are such, we want to overanalyze things. And when we overanalyze things, we paralyze ourselves. Mm -hmm. I really believe making a decision that, you know what? This is what the five years were or last year was. I've been thinking about getting into this business. It's just taking the chance to get educated. The fear comes when we don't know the unknown. You know, there is always risk involved in everything we do in life. And I think with the stock market, I mean, this is the biggest bull. I, I've taken money out. I've lost money in the 2008 crash. The crash might be, I'm not saying that but there might be some adjustment coming in the market. How far can the bull go, you know? So that's what I really like to suggest to everybody, you know, please look into different alternative ways. Crypto, I'm not focusing on telling people, but I'm really believing crypto is gonna be huge. So I'm diversifying, you know, precious metals, crypto, real estate, of course, my bread and butter, and then stock market. I do play stock market. <laughs> That's, you know, something I've been doing for some time. But the key thing is to really make a decision 
and move the needle. I always say to my students, my students are doing so well. They're syndicating, they're buying deals and left and right. I coach personally two hours every Wednesday, personally. I have no other coaches. And I believe that, you know, and we have thousands of hours of recordings and online, and we give everything on silver platter, by the way, all the things we have designed and everything. So answering your question short time is the decision and the consist consistency of staying with the decision. Many times people say, you know what? I want to do this someday. Okay, hold on. That someday is today. Yeah, exactly. You know, you have to, it's, it's, it's decision followed by action, which is, which is what I hear echoed over in many, many of the successful people that I interview. So there's probably got to be something to that. So if you're listening, you know, maybe take heed of that, you know, it's, it's action decision and, and yes. moving forward from there is, is what's helped many, many people. And there will be ups and downs, Alex. There is nothing in life that goes from point A to point B in straight line. Absolutely. Never, ever, never, ever, ever, ever. I mean, you know, I've gone through so many ups and downs in the last 14, 15 years, and I know it's going to be another rocky, you know, going. But that's the exciting part that as a human being, you're able to, as CEOs of many companies, have to make decisions on a daily basis and hire the right people in each of my companies who are equity partner with me to propel those companies ahead. Absolutely. And uh, just kind of bring it in for a landing here. I, I appreciate your time today. We like to keep these to about right about half an hour. Uh, what is one educational experience book or, or thing that has happened to you in your investing career that has uh, influenced your life the most into where you are right now? You know, I would say think and grow rich. I would say Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People that I read 43 years back. I was given seven books at that time when I was selling Bibles and encyclopedias door to door and the company gave me and that really sparked and the magic of thinking big. These are the three books that have changed my life. Of course, also the purple book from Robert Kiyosaki, which has changed so many lives in this country. I would say, you know, and again, I mean, I'm a bookworm. I'm really, I listen, I watch, I look. I even, you know, every morning when I get up, I got up at four o'clock today, four o'clock this morning. I was so excited and did my miracle morning. And I accomplished so much in four hours before this podcast, you know, and it's like crushing eight hours in four hours before even people get started at eight o'clock, you know, and that's the passion you get when you have purpose-driven life, you know. So Eckhart Tolle talks about, I love his book, Power of Now the new earth, all these and Oprah Winfrey shows, you know, his very good capsules are all free on podcasts. I would love to challenge your audience to really, really stimulate your mind with positivity. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that your nickname is smiles. It's, you know, you're always so positive. I'm always, I always leave our, our meetings every time we talk just with a smile on my face. So thank you for, for being that, <laughs> that positive. And, um, you know, I, I'd love to help people, you know, get some of that good education. So how can people get in touch with you if they want to, you know, get involved with some of this stuff? Because that's one big tenet of what you do is as you have a big education arm that's involved with all of this as well. Totally, totally, Alex. You know, my website is uh, www.vinichopra.com, V as in Victor, I, N-N-E-Y, 
CA Chopiare, just like Deepak Chopra. You know, I, 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 I've not met him, but great personality <laughs> in USA who has made a great name. But vinichopra.com partner, vinichopra.com invest, vinichopra.com slash, you know, please go there. You could reach me and my team. I look at all the emails and reply to everybody. And my team is very professional team. Yeah, I, I can echo that. Anyone I've ever dealt with your teams have always been been top notch. So uh, Vinny, thank you very much. I know, you know, you, you've obviously explained you are an extremely busy man. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to be a part of the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast. Um, I'll let you get back on your day. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. God bless you and your audience. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Investing Advantage podcast. Tune in next week for more investing tips and strategies. Want to hear more episodes of the Alternative Investing Advantage? Search podcast at advantaira.com and subscribe.